Ladies and gentlemen, the Hold Up Podcast. Hold up. That was good. Thank you, Justin. That was a good review. You feel good about up. that? Yeah. Yeah, you sort of, do you feel like you're a little, you have to be a little bit more tame with your holdups because you're like not in person with me or how does that feel? Um, I more, I don't know why I feel like my, my computer mic, my Walmart special can't handle it. Not like the, not like our normal podcast mics. Oh yeah. Should I ship you a mic? I thought about that. Um, no, I don't think, I don't think so. Cause uh, I don't think oh, it's the mic. Wow. problem. You're not really concerned. You're not really concerned about the quality of the show or anything. You, okay. I see how it is. Have you just, yeah. res- that's just like your general resignation to life right now. Mid pandemic. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, cool. I'm John Stenning. Justin Adam K. We're here with um, Alan Richardson has joined us via the internet. Alan, thank you for being here with us. Hey, thanks for having me, dudes. We're here to uh, break down some things that you liked when you were a kid and see whether or not they uh, they still hold up. But before we get into the specifics, Alan, we like to talk to our guests about, you know, whether like how they did grow up and whether or not they were like indoor kids or outdoor kids. Like if you grew up watching a lot of media or like watching movies, listening to music or, you know, what sort of uh, occupied your time uh, when you were a kid. If I Uh, could interject, though, real quick, Alan, we're doing this remote. This is another remote episode. I'm Alan. Where are you calling in from? Uh, From Haverhill, Mass. Oh, all right. Not too far away. (laughs) Do you fucking Casey Kasem, Justin? The fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, one time I, like I once nice. said Haverhill as, oh, I have to go to Haverhill, and I was laughed out of the, uh, laughed at, so there you go. Well, you should be. It's not Haverhill. That's insane. Right. right. <laughs> so insane. there you go, Justin. Uh, I do have some, I had, I interviewed somebody that was on that show, uh, do you remember the show Rescue Me? With, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys from that show was in Haverhill, and I was doing, I was interviewing him because I used to work for the public access station, and I had already started rolling, and I was like, "Hey, anything before we start that you guys need to know?" And he was like, "Oh, uh, how do you say the name of the town real quick?" And I was like, "Haverhill," and he's like, "Haverhill." Like, no, it's, it's Haverhill. I was like, "Haverhill." And it's just, I have this great clip of this dude just not understanding, just repeating Haverhill. Uh, <laughs> That's great. So it's okay, though. Everyone will laugh at you, but everyone does it. So you did you grow up in that area? Yeah, I've always, uh, I lived in Haverhill except for the three years I lived around Boston. Uh, I was kind of yeah. like a mix of indoor-outdoor kid. I yeah. uh, more or less just kind of meandered around outside a lot. There is like a lot of places in the woods we would just hang out and throw rocks at trees. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm into that. I was I was that kind of kid too. Yeah, yeah. yeah where it's like watch a lot of movies, but yeah, sorry, spend yeah. time in the woods, you know. Yeah, because what the what else you gonna you, your parents make you go outside at right. some point. Right. But I did watch like a lot of movies. I had a VCR and TV in my room. Uh, we actually had two. I shared a bedroom with my brother, and we each had our own TV in our bedroom. Wow, uh, that's just cool. From, like, we that's... had a collection of just old TVs. It was great. So I watched a lot of TV and movies like at night before I went to bed. Or like if I woke up, I would just stay up all night watching TV and movies. But uh, I was outside a good amount during the day throwing stuff. I had my phase of uh, blowing stuff up and setting stuff on fire. Okay, now you're talking like, like, like chemical bombs and stuff, like Drano bombs. I did a lot of Drano bombs as a kid, personally. No, never did that. What is a Drano uh, bomb? Yeah. What are they, why, why are you blowing stuff up like that? 
Because what else are you gonna uh, do? So so like drain. So you take you you take some Drano. You take an empty two liter bottle and you take some aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. You put the aluminum foil in like little like um, you know little stick shapes. You sort of roll it up into like a little sort of like a dog turd size. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. I don't know why. I mean that's just the life I'm living right now. And so you put those inside the bottle. Pour some Drano in it. You shake it up kind of crazy, and then you like throw it. You know, you huck it as far as you can, and pretty much by the time it hits the ground, there's some sort of chemical reaction has happened, and it like expands the plastic in it. Boom! Big old, big old explosion. Okay. Yeah, no, we so. would um we would steal a bunch of fireworks and uh, like break them open and take the gunpowder out, and uh, then we would get people to buy us lighter fluid. And, oh, nice. Uh, we would just kind of play around with that stuff. So you were like, "Hey, buddying people to get you lighter fluid." Yep. Oh, that and that like worked out successfully. Was it this worked. like a one-time occurrence or no? Yeah. We did it like a few times. We used to go to the mall because yep. there was like a Zippo kiosk in the mall that sold lighter fluid. Classic. Yeah, I was nice. say, like, where, who's selling uh, lighter fluid at in the mall? Uh, that was, there used to be a CVS there too, and I think they had it. Oh, nice. But uh, so these TV. No, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. The TVs that you had in your room, were they, did they have like antennas? Were they hooked up to ca- like cable? Did you have VCRs or like how were you, how had, were you watching things on those TVs? I had cable and a VCR. Um, I think up until I was like 13, I had just a VCR. And at one point, yeah. the VCR uh, broke and I couldn't rewind. So I had to hand yeah. rewind all my cassettes. And so I'd be oh, like wow. watching one movie and just sitting there rewinding the last movie I watched. Damn. Yeah, that's going to take a long time, right? Yeah, I know. I didn't have a lot to do. (laughs) I bet I could do it again right now. (laughs) Do you have any of those VHSs still, or do you pretty much get rid of them? Yeah, we still have some of them. I got rid of a lot of them. I used to work for a a movie and CD store, and we went through a phase where we just had too much stock all the time, and I was managing this, like, just huge store of just too many, too much shit. And so I went through a phase of, like, I would get home and just not want to look at anything. And I just got rid of, like, all my DVDs and VHS tapes and stuff. Uh, so at one point, I, I purged most of my collection. But I did have a good amount of this VHS for a while. When you when you were at a store, was that, like, a rental store? Or was that, like, a, like a, some kind of equivalent to Newberry Comics or FYE or something? Yeah, it was, like, the equivalent of FYE, kind of. Oh, nice. It was more just like books, CDs, movies, and uh, video games. They didn't like venture too far into the tchotchke stuff. Gotcha. That's dope. Was that like a chain or like a mom and pop store? Yeah, it's a chain centered around. Well, you know, I guess I'm not saying anything bad about the place. Uh, it's, not it's yet. Bull Moose. Oh, not I yet. love Bull Moose. Yeah. Bull Moose is great. Bull Moose forever. Yeah. yeah. I ran one of their stores for years. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. Which store? Uh, the Salem store. Great store. Two stories. Love it. <laughs> Wait, there's Justin. not two stories in the Salem store. No? Oh, then maybe it's just there's a second story, but the store doesn't go up there, maybe. Yeah, Because it's, a, it's a huge... That's a huge store right now. Like I, Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I helped them move into that giant location. Sick. Um, that's cool. So did, were yeah. you, you, were, you were taking a lot of stuff home from there. You were watching a lot of stuff. Is oh, yeah. um, Now... The thing that you you not not to bury the lead or anything, but you picked Beetleborgs for this week's episode, right? Yeah. Um, was that something that you ever had on VHS or like DVD ever? I, it's in a weird time period. 
I feel like I must have had a VHS of it. I remember yeah. watching it a lot. I had a lot of the toys, I uh, so, so I played around toys. with it. But I, I don't know. Do you guys ever, do you know about the show? Yes. Okay. No. I feel like I, I felt cool for knowing it as a kid. I felt like I honestly cool can't believe. Version. What was that? Yeah, it's so, it's so cool. I can't believe I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's wild. It's like it the Monsters and Power show. Rangers. Um, yeah, like the, the, the horror part, the haunted house part is like so wild to me. That yeah. like through line is so interesting. Um, could you, you know, I think there are probably a good amount of people who maybe haven't heard of this or like ha- hasn't jogged their memory in a while. Even though it was on Netflix and it was very easy for us to watch. Um, it isn't something that like you hear talked about. They haven't done any reboots about it or anything. Um, it does like remind me a lot of Power Rangers personally. But could you give us a sort of uh, an elevator pitch, if you will, about what this what Beetleborgs is about? Sure. Yeah, it's uh, these three young kids. They break into a haunted house. They accidentally uh, let a ghost free, and that free that ghost gives them uh, powers of Beetleborgs, which is not explained as to why they're Beetleborgs. But uh, one they give a um, one of the kids gets super strength, one gets super speed, and one gets uh, telekinetic powers, and they it's essentially the Power Rangers, but instead of, uh, was it Zordon? It's uh, Flabber, the ghost. Yeah, Jay Leno meets the yeah. tick. That's who he looks like. I could not place him for the life of me. He looks look just like, like he Leno. looks just like Jay Leno. It's yeah. so weird. With yeah. Elvis. Wearing Elvis, an Elvis costume with yeah, blue makeup. Yeah, someone making fun of all of that together. Um, with a little yeah, bit of Liberace thrown in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, the, so the Beetleborgs, the reason they're, they are that hero is because when they unleashed um flabber from his prison in the piano they got their powers from a comic book yeah one of the kids dads runs a comic book shop and one of their favorite comics which like has always i guess existed in this universe is called the beetleborgs and they were like oh we wish we could be the beetleborgs he gave them the power and in doing so he accidentally also released the beetleborgs as nemesis from the comic books and they lived in the they lived in the cemetery near the haunted house. Yeah, but I'm saying they don't have beetleish powers. Oh yeah, Other right. Than, like claws <laughs> on their hand. Yeah, yeah, and like pincers on their head. Yeah, they have antennae, but that's it. And now you, the intro of this show tells you all of this, which so is quickly. The, it's so funny and like. It's not done in a musical way, like, at all. It's literally just information, like, in four or five lines, just this information being told to you about these three kids who are the Beetleborgs, and they deal with Flabber and his, like, ghastly ghouls. Yeah, is that what they call them? I don't It's That relationship was very odd. Like, so in addition to, like, the villains of the show, which live in the cemetery, which are just kind of, like, in my mind, they're kind of like Power Rangers-y villains. They're just... Yeah. They just are, right? Like, they're just villains yeah. that are weird-looking. There's also Flabber in the house, who's, like, nice and, like, is okay with the kids. But the other universal monsters, like Frankenstein, the mummy, the werewolf, they also live in the haunted house with Flabber, but they're not okay with the kids. They try to attack the kids unless Flabber is there to just be like, back up. Is that right? Sometimes I feel like they go back and forth on it. We're yeah. like they're hesitant to like the kids, 
because they are monsters, but they do also kind of like them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like in this, so we watched. We ended up watching two episodes. Yeah. Um, not to get too far ahead, but in the Christmas episode, the sort of second one that we watched, um, season one, episode thirty-three. There, there's like, there's like some sort of fairy dust that Flabber gives to these these monsters, and they are like, they're kind. They are. They're much nicer to the Beetleborgs. It's such a like a weird dynamic. I I like that because that's not a thing uh, that he does. Right. And so the it way seemed they like. write that off is he's like, it's my magical dust that makes him happy. But then he turns and goes, but it only works once a year. Although it's it like, only works that <laughs> once a year after he just said, I don't know what Christmas is. What's Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> I do have this nice magical dust that makes everyone have some sort of nice spirit. Yes. The Christo, the crisscross. And this, is, uh, this show was produced by Saban. So the same yeah. people that did Power Rangers. Yeah, um, it's very obvious. Yeah, it is very obvious. It's a lot of the same. I mean, even like the battle sequences, it's a lot of the same like overacting where they're like they're finishing a move and yeah. the big, big, crazy explosions with like sparks. It's the same sort of like pyrotechnics, the same sort of choreo- uh, battle choreograph- choreography. Yeah. That's the there word. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's one of those like it's so similar that if it wasn't the same people, they'd be sued. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, before watching it for this, when was the last time you watched Beetleborgs? Um, I think at some point last year, I had watched it with the person I was seeing at the time. I think we're—I feel like we we're going yeah. through like old weird shows we would watch. And uh, how much? How much of like it did you watch? Do you remember? Like one or two episodes of it, because it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I—not to spoil how I felt about rewatching the hey. show. Uh, but I messaged you like 20 minutes or 10 minutes into this episode. I was like, uh, this show yeah. sucks. Like it is. <laughs> yeah. And you apologize to me. Is, yeah. The, yeah. The energy of this show is like, oh, so hard to get with. It's so over the it top. Was, it was over the top. And I think specifically like the acting and like the kids acting was like very flat. It reminded me of. Uh, like the room, Tommy Wiseau's the yeah. room a lot, and like the acting was flat. But they did like a lot of ADR and they like overdubbed things to like try to fix it, but they didn't really do a good job at fixing it. It still seems really, really vacant in in its emotions a lot yeah. of the time. And like, sure, we're talking about a kids show, but uh, it was it was pretty whack throughout. Yeah, I mean, they know they don't have to care too much about all that, you know. Exactly. I remember thinking it was cool that it wasn't, uh, that it was kids doing it. So, like, Power Rangers and those shows, it's always like you're a kid, but, you know, they're adults, so you can't really fantasize about it being you as much. But this, it was like, hey, I look just like all of these kids. Yeah, they were much, much younger. Like, they're, and then, like, they kind of do a thing where they, when they morph, they seem to grow, and they kind of show, like, some weird thing where they grow, but they're still just kids in there. Yeah. Unlike, you know, the Power Rangers, which are supposed to be, like, 15-year-olds that look like they got, you know, 25. Yeah, they're so dramatic. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It is interesting. Like, I'm reading the Wikipedia on the show, and it, it does say uh, whether this is the – this just seems like commentary in the Wikipedia, but that the show purposefully put an emphasis on sitcom elements rather than being, like, a fighter based on the villain of the week. I mean, which, it definitely is that. Yeah. 
It definitely feels more like uh like I I I chose the curse of the shadow boar because I knew it was the beginning of like a long arc they did. And mm-hmm. uh a lot of their episodes are like two or three parters. Oh, interesting. That's cool. I was curious if we were supposed to have gone through all six of that arc because I wanted to see the white Borg. Yeah. Yeah, it gets uh if I remember correctly, that gets like pretty nuts. Cause I I remember watching this a lot as a kid, but having no one ever to talk to about it. Like, this show felt like because it was like, my secret. Like, friends, at, like, people at school or whatever, your buddies that you were hanging out with, they weren't watching it? No, no one watched this. Everyone, you know, is Power yeah. Rangers or whatever. What? It was on Fox Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, which is a certain, it was a certain block on Fox, probably like Saturday mornings or something. Yeah. From 1996 Louis? to 1998. Um, I think this aired. What was it? What was it? What? Sorry, with, uh, with Louie. Remember the Louie Anderson show? Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Bobby's World. And yeah. Pinky and the Brain was in there for a minute, I feel like. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Batman the Animated Series. Power Rangers. And there were two other ones that I remember about this, like VR Troopers and Masked Rider, which were, again, huh. just Power Rangers knockoffs. I don't know those. Oh, okay. Um, I'll, I'll show you guys, see if this, like, hopefully this doesn't crash us or anything, but uh, let's see. Yeah, Fox so, Kids had DuckTales and a lot of Can you guys Disney see stuff. my screen? Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. So I re- I really remember the the VR troopers as far as like I had their action figures. I have no oh, idea weird. what any of the plot was about. And then Yeah, I mean would, it looks familiar to me, but And then you had this fly looking one that was he had a crossover episode with the Power Rangers, I recall. Um but I don't know that I ever watched his show, but he definitely was in an episode of Power Rangers. So I remembered like and then Beetleborgs, which I don't know that I could have told you was Beetleborgs, but I know that I had the figures, and I also would, I still hum Big Bad Beetleborgs, but I wouldn't have any yeah. words to it. I didn't that know what I was humming. That has always been stuck I, in my head. Yeah. For the last 20 or so years. Yes. Yep. I uh, I was looking Man. back, speaking of the Power Rangers, uh, I looked back at what Lord Zed looked like. Uh, that guy is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. He's like, he's just, the, he's just not, no skin. Yeah, and his yeah, brain was exposed. Like you know, fleshy yeah. and yeah, and like with like metal, like the metal is like the ligaments and stuff in between like the muscle. Yeah. He's not oh, like so a dope bizarre. looking villain. Yeah, he's fucking crazy looking. Yeah. Um so how old were you, Alan, nineteen ninety six to nineteen ninety eight when you were watching this? How how old were you? Six to eight. Yeah, okay. So I this was like, like after school after yeah. every day. I think I feel I might have been like on the weekends, um, if I remember correctly. I honestly don't totally remember when I used to watch this. As a kid, dude, I had no, I I had such a hard time with the days of the week that shows were on. Uh, oh, that yeah. took me forever to figure out. It used to just be like I would learn a time a show was on, and then I would just turn the TV on at that time and be like, "Is that is the show on today?" Yeah. yeah, right, right. Not knowing the day of the week. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, six to eight was when it was airing for me. Got it. Um, so, like, I know you said, like, you liked watching this as a kid. Like, why, why, what is your nostalgic attachment to this 
to this show specifically over some of the other ones? I think it's like I was saying where it felt like uh, it was kind of like my secret show where no one else is really watching it. Uh, I, I also love the Munsters, which no one ever watched. I love the Munsters. I felt like this was like the Power Rangers meets the Munsters a bit. And so as a kid, I was like, this is way more my speed than the Power Rangers. And it's not what everyone else is into. So it felt really cool to have that. Uh, and that, that's, I think, why it's always stuck with me. And the fact that the theme song is always in my head. Uh, and just Flavor is such a weird, weird character. Yeah, he just so shows up in random, like, he shows up in the soda can. He just shows up as an elf in the Christmas decorations. Yeah, with these weird one-liners yeah. in the middle of nothing. It's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. I was wondering if he ended up being, like, a more famous actor, but I didn't really recognize him from anything. He was in really not much after this. Yeah, Billy Forrest. Yeah, seems, seems like the one person with the most fame out of this show is uh, Nano who is the rapping granny. She was like a viral rapping granny. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the grandmother who like helps run the comic book store. Huh. Um, like was like on like the Today Show and different stuff like that from being this like, yeah, rapping granny. Yep. That's so bizarre. Yeah. I mean, and she sings a lot in the show. You can like see that she has this sort of like, yeah. she like loves music, you know? Um, such an interesting dynamic and i think that's really where that like that sort of sitcom feel plays in like every time they walk into the comic book store it, se it seems like an episode of full house for a second yes. you're like what is going on like they try to make it seem very homey and oh there's the you know it's a comic book store and it's like family run and you know they're really nice to each other she's always she's like i'm gonna cook up my famous barbecue you know it's like really uh really sweet for a second and then it like jumps outside for power rangers action scenes it's so so weird it yeah. is very odd. It is a it's it's just a bizarrely paced and themed show. Yeah, where it's yeah, like it never dives that far into anything. Right. It's like we have the family dynamic about the family-run comic book shop, which is run by one of the Beetleborgs' dad, and then his, and then the dad's mom, so that Beetleborg's grandmother. Kind of weird, right? And then yeah. like. You got the Beetleborgs fighting as the Power Rangers, kind of fighting monsters. And then you have the Haunted House, like, monster stuff going on. Like, so yeah, bizarre. They have to solve a lot of issues based around the Haunted House through the series. So it's, like, a it's lot so, more, like, like I, problems like that. I love all of those elements, though. Like, you know, like, Power Rangers action and comic books and a Haunted House. Like, it seems, on paper at least... Like, if you could pull it off, something that'd be really interesting. But, like, and even when I started it, I was like, oh, this is wild. Like, man, if I watched this as a kid, like, I would have, I think I really would have dug this. But then when I got to the end of the first episode that we watched, um, yeah. and just Justin had mentioned to me that it was like a, it was a saga. It was a series of episodes. And I originally wasn't planning on watching any more. And, like, midway through, I was like, hmm, maybe I'm going to want to keep watching these but by the time i was at the end i was like you know what i don't know if it's like worth it for me to keep keep following this storyline like yeah. is the is the payoff really gonna be worth and they're quick episodes they're like 20 minutes yeah you yeah know? so yeah. i don't know why i think i would just happen to be reading the wikipedia page while i was watching the first episode which uh plot wise like the main villain who lives in the cemetery 
stole a piece of one of the Beetleborg's armor and was able to make the ultimate Beetleborg villain. Yeah, the uh, whole thing seems so easy. Yeah, like why why right. did it take him twenty seven episodes to get to this point? Like Yes. Because <laughs> all they did was walk up and take a piece off the armor. And the kid didn't and then bounce. They, they didn't care because they're like, uh, no. okay. Uh Flabber, can you fix my armor? And he he fixes it with a snake. He sucks with a snake. snake. And he's like, I this yeah. is my last option. I didn't want to use the snake. But he just like right. knows immediately the spell and then fixes the armor with the snake. It's like what were you waiting for? <laughs> but um, so there's like the big bad Shadowborg, who is yep. like super yeah. OP, right? And uh, he's able to steal the powers of the kids, Kinda. which is like cool. Cool. Like honestly, I love the villain. He just like owned face, and I really loved that. Yeah. Uh but I happened to be reading the Wikipedia at the same time, and there was like a fourth Beetleborg, and. I was oh. like, oh, I don't remember this one. He seems to, and they, and it was like the White Ranger. So I was like, oh, he must show up like the White Ranger does in Power Rangers and just like save the day. And then it like clicked that this was, he was there to fight the Shadow Borg, which is what we just watched. So I was like, oh shit, I'm going to see the introduction of the White Ranger in this. But no, that's like three more episodes into this like series, like this saga of episodes. And I was like, so I just started clipping through trying to find where he gets introduced. And, you know, he, he then gets back at the shadow board was great interesting I, i'll have to eventually finish this, this saga probably tonight i, I think mean, it goes the seems six... worth it go ahead do you think it goes all the way to the christmas episode yes oh, i think that's likes... actually how the that goes the six because it was only 26 to 33 right correct yeah, yeah so i think i think this actually it would have ended and given you right into the christmas episode I should have just chose the, the beginning and end of the Shadowborg saga. I'm glad we got a little bit of both because um, I like seeing sort of the soap opera-iness of this kind of a show, but then just yeah. getting the one-off yeah. episode. I love, I, I love Christmas episodes. It's always interesting seeing how shows do Christmas. What right, are some some other... do it very subtly. Go ahead, John. Sorry. No, go ahead, Justin. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I think you were just asking... What are some other like examples of holiday episodes that you might like, Alan? Uh, my favorite has been like The Office has some moments, some like parts of season stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but I think every Christmas episode from The Office is like pretty perfect. Uh, and The Simpsons also obviously have like every perfect Christmas episode there has been. But uh, then there's like the That 70 Show has always had good ones as well. I think those what are is kind it of about the... that. That is it. Like, maybe I a think it's the corniness. Example. The corniness. Yeah, I love like the cheesiness of a TV Christmas special, like the hard oh, yeah. formulaic TV show. I think that's where you see like the most uh, weirdness in a show can be in a Christmas episode, or the most cheesiness, because either they're gonna like they're gonna curve so hard into it they're gonna turn around. Or they're gonna curve hard into it, and it's just gonna be like another like absurd '50s TV show again. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Christmas magic right, because really it comes down to, to like, show up. Yeah, it's like family values, and it's all that sort of stuff that you've seen done a lot. Yeah, especially when it comes to like sitcoms and stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's how does like plug and play this Beetleborg episode about Christmas stack up for you? Uh, I, you know. 
It sure does. It <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that it seemed like a lot of what they focused on for Christmas is things the kids could do with the family. Like, they spent a lot yeah. of time on putting up a tree and decorating it. Like, things you can get a kid excited to do with the family. Uh, and then same with, like, making the Christmas party more about, like, everyone doing decorations and stuff. Because I feel like a lot of time it's either hard about buying stuff or hard about... Uh, like family love, but this was more about like, hey kids, like let's do shit together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the message of this particular it kind of had like three subplots going on through a twenty minute show. You had the kids trying to teach Flabber about Christmas and like bring some Christmas cheer to the haunted house. You had the villain guys just sort of like being Grinches about it and like wanting to steal all the stuff. And then the comic book shop was trying to have, like, a nice Christmas dinner for underprivileged kids. Yeah. And uh, I loved, I just thought they did an excellent job of saying, like, really, they gave you the Christmas spirit. It was about, like, giving and spending time with people you loved. And they really did a good, I thought they did a nice job for kids about how to, like, instill, you know, if you have more, it's really nice to give what you have to others at this time. And I thought they did a great job with that. And when they, when they take down the villains, they stop to give them gifts. So it's like, Hey, even if someone's mean around Christmas, you should still be nice to them. Yeah. That was very cool. The scope of the villains is so funny to me. Like at one point they exclaim that they're going to end Christmas in Charterville. Like, why are you going after this small, like, small town? It's so, you know, like, it's so interesting that, like, this is this is their target. It's this fictional small town. People seem very innocent and, like, nice. You know, they're just, like, going about their business. And they're like, this is going to be the last Christmas in Charterville. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that, like, she has such a, uh, like, their sort of Rita Repulsa equivalent has this, like, really flimsy Eastern block accent, you know, and she's just yelling the whole time. The villains are so funny looking. One of them has dreads and uh, like dreads made out of like, like sort of like rubber. It's like, so he's like weird. a robot with like robot dreadlocks. Yeah. Yes. There's yeah. a mix of yeah. like the mortal Kombat robots and the twins from the matrix. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. That's very accurate. Uh, was this the episode? Did either of these two episodes uh, have the, when those three villains stole the donuts? Was that in any? Was that in either of these two, or was that a different one that I watched? I think that must be a different one. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't there's think a so. point where they're sick of doing the the bidding of their main boss, and they just go steal donuts, and then they get arrested by the cops. But the cops don't arrest them; they just take the donuts as evidence. Which I was just like, this is so ridiculous. I love it. Man, maybe I'm gonna have to get back into the show. Uh, <laughs> I would, I will say, if like anyone's curious about the show, if you do just watch the intro, it tells you everything about it and gives you the tone on the nose. I love that intro so much. We should, yeah, we gotta put, we'll definitely put it up on Instagram and stuff so that oh. people might, may even just like put it somewhere in the episode, like right here. Well, I was, boom, I was, that's where it, I was reading the lyrics. And it does read like slam poetry if you just read it. Oh, I believe it. But you what you got what's your favorite line from it? I think it might be 
that it's three typical average kids love to read their comic strips, wishing one day they could be a big bad Beetleborg. Because that is like <laughs> really just spoon fed right at the top of it. It's so spoon fed. The whole every single line of that intro is just like in case and honestly, I appreciated it. Because I had it, watched it, and I literally sat down thinking, what is this about? And then I went, oh, I know exactly what this is about now. This is perfect. Uh, actually, I take that back. This is my, my favorite line. I'm reading <laughs> the end of it. They, talk, they say it's so fast. I don't think I've ever realized th- these are the lyrics. Hey, look now, they're superheroes armed with superpowers. Cool. Taken from a comic strip, and now they're Beetleborgs. That sounds like it's... Uh, <laughs> The executive reading to the phone, like off the phone to the music director of like, yeah, this is what the show is about if you want to write a song. But the right, guy was right, like, uh, oh, these are the lyrics this guy wants? Like, <laughs> hey, look, now there's yeah, better not piss him off. superpowers. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is. It's the great way to just boil down the entire show is just that intro. I totally agree. It's but so they still make it catchy. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. It's so funny um, how much I've been humming this song forever, and like I didn't know what it, I like. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. That, I knew it was a theme song. I'm sure I was humming, but I had no idea which which it was for. Yeah, I do it all the time, man. I'm always in my head. I'll be doing like the full big bad Beetleborgs, but a lot of times. If I'm real bored and just out in public, you can just go Beetleborgs, just real quick. The way they're like between every line where one character comes up and it's just Beetleborgs. Yes, yes. Um, one thing I liked a lot about when they went through their morphing sequence was they like brought the comic book element into it, and they kind of went panel to panel to panel. It was like the only time they bothered to do that in the show. Oh, yes, yeah. It yeah. seemed like they probably wanted to do it a lot, but never seemed to work it in. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they also have all, like, the old Batman-style fight scenes with, uh, oh, yeah. right, like, the pows and stuff. I think one said yes. pain. <laughs> pain? Yeah. And they're, like, not stylized where they fit in like the Batman ones do, you know? Like, they're slightly too big, and, like, the font is, like, hard to read. It's just, like, such a... A funny attempt at everything, like, all across the board to me. Yeah. Such a fun, like, an interesting attempt. Like, I would love to just, like, okay, what were you thinking when you were making this show? <laughs> because fa- famously, the uh, sort of the Sabin guy is a very um, opinionated and, like, has, you know, he, bas- he, like, works alone a lot as an executive, doesn't necessarily, like, take opinions from others. So it's just, like, interesting to see how that all... Um, can like boil down to a TV show like this. Yeah, I had no idea about that. Yeah, he's like, apparently he's like a little bit of like an eccentric. I don't want to say he's like difficult to work with or even, but he's just like he like he like does things a certain way, and people say that not a lot of other people do things the way that he does them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's never agreed to work with me, so he's difficult enough. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. So what did you think, Alan? Like, you know, this is a show that you you, you loved growing up. You picked it. You, I'm prob- you probably had a d- bunch of things you could have picked from, but um, in terms of holding up, I mean, you kind of you kind of started by saying maybe not so much, but then it sounds like you also might dive in and 
watch the rest. Um, so how are you feeling? How are you feeling right now about Beetleborg? You know, I, I think it, it is definitely a, a nightmare and a mess to watch, but something about it is fun, but also stresses me out. Like the pace stresses me out, but the brainlessness of it and like the definite like nostalgia feel makes me kind of want to go through it again. And it is like it's it's every episode felt so weird that I did want to keep seeing like what is going to happen on this. So yeah. I, I guess it, it holds up. It holds up on a teetering scale, I would say. Yeah. Like if this Depending is like on a, your mood. Yeah. This like this kind of like the mood I'd have to be in to watch this show reminds me of like I was really depressed. I think I was like 22 at the time and I wanted to watch something that would make me feel nothing. Like I didn't want to laugh. <laughs> I didn't want to get bummed out. And so I watched Major League. And uh, that's something like, oh, I could just watch this and just kind of have no emotion for an hour and a half. I think I could binge through this series without like change, without moving a muscle on my face. So in that way, it holds up. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's a that's that's a valid thing for everyone, maybe you know. Yeah, you just want to throw something on, not feel much, easily digestible. Yeah, just space Um, out. Right. And I think especially if it has that sort of that nostalgia attached to it, right, it makes you think about it that much quicker or makes you like feel better about it that much easier. Yeah. Or if it's always stuck in your head, the theme song. Exactly. Right. Right. That'll do it. What, um, what did you guys think having not or what did you think, John, having not seeing it? You know, midway through the first episode, I was like, I might watch this whole saga. But by the time that second one was done, I was like, just get me to the Christmas one. And although I do like Christmas episodes, I felt like a few of the jokes were just a little bit too, like him, he said like chrysanthemum, flap, flabber, said chrysanthemum the first time it was Christmas. And then he was like saying crystal, like, yeah. you know what a crystal, you know what a crystal, I don't know, like, I'm maybe I'm, maybe I'm like setting too high standards for this fucking Fox kids show that was on in the 90s, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but I personally would say it does not hold up. But I also am not... Justin, have we done Power Rangers on the show before? Only the movie. We did the... Oh, that's right. We did the movie. And I'm not even sure... I, like a huge, I'm a huge Power Rangers fan. You might be... I have some Power Rangers action figures up here somewhere. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure if I would say that holds up, to be perfectly honest. So that's a sort of a tough... It's a tough time for me. Yeah. Sort of late 90s entertainment, like in whether or not that stuff is still holds up to like my expectations. I would say this holds up more for me than Power Rangers because it's so yeah. much more absurd. Sure. Like because it's that much more that. outrageous. Yeah. It's like it still has something to see. Right. Justin? I so I think um as much as I like enjoyed this because it brought me right back to the nineties when I was when I definitely watched this and I'm glad I got the theme song. I could place the theme song now. Um, and I would definitely not be against, like, if my kid wanted to watch this, like, if this is what was on the TV, I would not be upset about it. But at the same time, it was really, like, I wanted to see the white Borg, the white power Borg show up to fight the shadow Borg. But, um, I, like, also could barely get through that. I was, like, skipping right ahead, like, episode, you know, very big jumps. So I feel like it, there's something about it not holding up to like really watch as entertainment right now for me. But 
if my kid wanted to watch it, I'd be like psyched that this is what they chose versus like something else. Well, what was your upset? What is your obsession with this white, uh, white Beetleborg? Well, it just seemed like a cool that they were like introducing a fourth Beetleborg. Like, don't you remember when they was... introduced the Green Ranger? That was like an insane moment yeah. where it's like, oh, there's a sixth Ranger, you know? Like, that's crazy. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, the guy who played Dracula was kind of a hunk, so I don't know. Maybe you should just. Just appreciate the experience that you had watching him. That guy was a very interesting actor. I could watch like, him do just about anything. He looked like David Schwimmer. <laughs> he reminded me of like a second-rate David Schwimmer. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I couldn't. I also could not figure out how old the person playing Flabber was. Like, yeah. if you had, if I had to guess, I don't even know. I honestly do not know. Well, he's so weirdly smooth, like porcelain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. something like about that creepy. Ghost or something, and he looks like <laughs> he looks like Freakazoid from the show Freakazoid. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. looks like Jay Leno, and he was like all this amalgamation. I I couldn't get. It was crazy to look at him. And that's what the lawyer. That's what they want for the lawyers, where it's like you know, yes. it's just the color of Freakazoid and the chin of Leno. You know, it's not the whole right. thing. It's the right. coat of Liberace and the hair of Elvis. It's different. Right. Exactly. If you if you break everything up into twelve characters, there isn't enough of of a percentage for someone to go after. Yeah. And then like yeah. he also was like kind of like the genie from Aladdin. I was like, gonna say yeah, he always he reminded me of like, a Robin Williams knockoff. Was a new, like now he's a firefighter going down the the ladder, and then he's yeah. a whatever. Yeah. Well, he's got the physicality yeah. of Rob of like a bad Robin Williams in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Not so to bring bizarre. back up the Power Rangers again on the Beetleborgs episode, but do you yeah. guys know much about like where the Power Rangers are now? Like the oh, original still actors, airing, like new things. Oh, no, oh the, the original actors. Yeah. Oh, Trini's it's dead. it's a wild it's a wild ride, Justin. Yeah. Sens- be sensitive. Well, the uh, the Yellow Red Rangers. Rangers oh, really? Yeah, Blue Rangers like fighting uh, against Power Rangers because he made like he's gay and they Power Rangers made anti-gay sentiments at some point. Yep, um, I didn't know that. The Red Ranger's in jail. Yeah. Yep. Tommy's stabbing. an actual martial artist. Green yes, Ranger. have you seen his clothing line? Oh, God, no. No. Oh, you, this Jason is the best David thing. Frank. Uh, it's Jesus Didn't Tap. Oh, my God. Oh, 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 Pink Ranger's still killing it. She's like a country music star and trying to raise money for stuff by saying uh, she ran a Kickstarter that said, like, if she hits her goal, she'll put the old Pink Ranger costume back on, which, to be honest, I was all about. And then um, we all who were. else is there? Is that everybody? Is that all six? Uh, there was one of the kids they saved from the bullies. Uh, one of the kids they saved in an episode murdered his whole family. Oh, my. Oh, my fucking God. Um... Oh, Zach. Zach's still, uh, he was like an actor after this. Oh, like, right, He was yeah. in the movie Brink. So I shouldn't say he was an actor, but he was in Brink. <laughs> he's, in multi, he's in other things, yeah. Can't speak too highly of the film Brink. Definitely holds up. We've done it before. Was awesome. Man, I, just, I am looking at some of this Jesus Didn't Tap merch. It's great. It is wild. Do you oh see the how, did you, how Do You Train shirt? Yeah. It's how do you train with a picture of Jesus carrying the cross? The cross, yeah. It, oh my God, I can't believe he's that religious. But also, doesn't that seem insulting? Is that yeah? Is that a CrossFit pun? I don't know. Yeah, 
he it does seem like it's such a good it's all very artist. tap out yeah i mean he's yeah he's he's very talented right uh yeah my my karate teacher growing up was like good friends with him so uh Jason oh he's David a good Frank's he's a good dude in the eyes of christ yeah <laughs> Jesus loves him, and I mean, really, when it comes down to it, that's probably all that matters to him. You know, he's being judged. Yeah, truly. By Jesus. Yeah. If he Who cares up. how we judge him? Yeah, right. Jesus, only Jesus can tell. What if what so. what if you find out this is the last thing you do before you go to heaven is you have to be the subject of this podcast? <laughs> we're like, well, now that your life's over, let's see if you held up. <laughs> yep. And guess what? You're fucking. Oh, that's you're pretty I good. <laughs> your Green Ranger, everyone liked your Green Ranger. White Ranger was a huge hit, but man, you really took that religious turn. We don't know, dude. Yeah, when, really... once you took the turn to from Green Power Ranger to White Power Ranger, you're out. Yeah, <laughs> it's really it's fucking that's a racy decision to make. <laughs> do you what guys, do you got, Justin? Do you guys remember this like knockoff? The Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, Cyber spelled S Y B E R. No. no. Oh, yeah, this no. one. I'm like, I definitely remember this guy, too. I had this action figure. I, man, I was so obsessed with this shit. I, it blows my mind. I feel like this looks familiar, but I don't know it. It reminds me of Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that stuff, or like the VR Trooper stuff really reminded me of like, um, not Transformers, but who's that? Oh, Voltron. It kind of looks like Voltron. It's all yeah. very similar. Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm not sure that applies here, but okay, Justin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, fuck? cool. So, um, do we? Is it time for our food discussion? Yeah, well, let's take a like a, a literal or figurative break, just so we have a place to put in our ads. So we'll be right back in just a second. You can start. You start. No, hold on. I think I no. Go ahead. You can start. I don't know what to say. Okay. <laughs> what should I say? Um, hi, guys. Hey, everyone. Have you checked out the latest sponsor? You always say latest sponsor. Well, they are the latest sponsor. The latest and greatest. The latest and greatest. ButcherBox.com, SmoothieBox.com. That's right. I was about to say it, and I stopped because it makes more... Sometimes I don't want to look at you while I do these, but it actually helps me to look at you. <laughs> yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Uh, John, what's the code? <laughs> <laughs> the code the code on either of those websites is hold up h-o-l-d-u-p and wow. you go John's over there first yell and um it was more of a i really just came from the diaphragm i wouldn't really think it was the yell but i listened to it you know when i'm editing them and i listen to them live here in person so i think i'm probably the best candidate for a uh you know if you are my were first to, impersonation if you were to contract uh, coronavirus and maybe well we could just do these remotely if yeah. this starts becoming a problem. That's correct. We could. Um, but maybe we don't want to talk about coronavirus. <laughs> we might our, date ourselves a little bit. In our ads. But um, we could still use this one. You go to butcherbox.com, smoothiebox.com. You can use our code, hold up. But Justin, what does it get you? So the, the key with both companies is, uh, you know, ButcherBox, it's all super or like high quality meat. It's uh, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, heritage breed pork, organic chicken. Different and, uh, meat and poultry items, right? But sustainably sourced, and um, they hit all those key farmed. Right, and, like it's it's actually like everything about the company. Justin's and how very they raise serious the meat, right now. If you could see his face, it's a very good thing. Yes. Uh, and then 
Same is kind of true for the smoothie side. Like everything in the smoothies are, are organic. Sustainable. Comes with grass-fed, grass-finished collagen. Nice. Um, it's, you know, so if you're looking to kind of have a, a meal replacement, the smoothies could be a good option for you. There you go. And you go to those websites. Uh, ButcherBox gives you 25% off plus a little uh, goodie in your first month. And SmoothieBox gets you 20% off. Go to those websites. Use the code H-O-L-D-U-P. That's right. Do it. Do you have yep. your, we all have our funny bones? Got them. Oh, yeah. I'm going to unwrap them while we're on break, though. So I don't have to do it with the microphone. Oh, no, you should get that on the mic. I want that should on the mic. No, no one wants that. No, Justin, no one wants that. All right, um, they're unwrapped. I'm ready John, for you. Our ASMR Thank you, Alex. Really like it. I do a lot okay. of the, the closed lip movement of the microphones. You'll get that. People will appreciate it. Justin uh, will okay. hear from them somehow. <laughs> so, Softly. Alan, you just opened your package. How does it smell? It smells uh, <laughs> smells like chocolate. It smells like um, a little bit of fake chocolate. It does like, have a very strong chocolatey smell. Is that what you remember about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, brings you right back. Brings me back immediately. Seeing these, smelling them. The smell is potent. What do we have here, Alan? What? Oh, sorry, you're mid-bite. I'll keep, I'll keep talking here for a second. Um, Justin... Like you didn't, you weren't even like we're back from the break. This is now. I have a moment to make fun of you for a second. Oh yeah, please do. What? You're just like you're. First of all, you're like, oh, you already opened. So you're basically calling Alan out that he opened him up before we started. I heard that. You know, that was something else. Trying to put our guests on the spot. It was a favor. And um, yeah, yeah, (laughs) bastard. Um, but um, Justin, did you open yours or do you want to open yours on the mic? I I opened it. Oh, I thought I was on mic. Oh, maybe it was. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, it wasn't during this recording, at least. Um, and it was on mic. So I thought I mean, literally if you we just it. had to say we're taking a break, and then we were good. So my bad. Oh no. I mean, mine is no. On it's mic. okay. You can use mine. Yeah. I just assumed we were gonna cut that part out, and you'd bring back the show, but then you didn't. Oh, a hundred. It was a fucking setup. That was no. A hundred percent. My plan was to cut away. And then come back, be like, okay, we're back. But Justin just immediately asked you how it smelled. So, I mean, this is where we are now. And, you know, we'll all sort of learn. I'm learning. I know I'm learning. I'm learning some things about Justin. And um, just going to inform my, you know, when Alan, you're going to hang up at some point. And I'm going to yell at Justin for about 45 minutes. And And no one, I'm not going to like it. (laughs) Exactly. We're getting closer. (laughs) You know, then he takes so, a bite, I take a bite, you ask me a question, and I'm like, what am I, what am I doing now? Yeah, no, it's, it's, Look, but this is where we are. Over. This let's is just where we are. This tense day that I didn't need right now. Justin, you think I'm going to start over right now? You have, no, I'm not starting over. This is all staying in. And let's, Alan, what are we eating? Well, in my infinite time, apparently, uh, right now, <laughs> we're... <laughs> We're eating Funny Bones, the uh, the Drake's Snack Cakes uh, beautiful snack, Funny Bones. It's a it's a chocolate cake, covered in chocolate and filled with peanut butter. Absolutely wonderful, Drake's Funny Bones, and I don't know about you, but we've sort of we've we've had this uh, this record on the calendar for about a week. I did buy a full box. This is not the first Funny Bone I've eaten. 
No, same here. I told you I had to hide. I had to hide a, a, a like a you know they come in packs of two from the box. I had to yeah. hide a, a pack of two with all my work stuff. So that because someone else, someone else might get to it. Yeah, oh, right, right. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just go back to the store. Did- no, I'm with you there too. I put them in the like the back of my cabinet behind things, so like I didn't just see them and thought this would be a good idea to just eat because I could get them. But yeah. yeah. Did you have one before we recorded? Like not like not like now during the recording, but like did you have one when you first got the box? Oh yeah, this is my third package out of the five packages in the box. Oh nice. Uh, I am the person I was Same. saving it from. When you, <laughs> before getting this box for the podcast, when when was the last time you had funny bones? Oh geez, I don't know. Probably a few years. Uh, every now and then, we'll like as a family buy like a box of something. Usually it's oatmeal cream pies. Um, but I feel like I must have had funny bones at least once in the last five or so years. But this was like we this was like a weekly snack we would get as kids. Weekly, meaning like you'd only have it once a week or you got it in your lunchbox every day? Uh so my dad would buy a box a week. Got but it. I had two brothers and a dad, so we generally get about one a week. Yeah. Got it. But I remember And they would, were the go to. Yeah, he he would put them not in the regular cabinets, but off to the side on a high shelf. So that's yeah. how you know they're the good stuff. So because they were like kind of a special once once a week thing, when was that time? Is it like were you sitting down like between ages 6 and 8 watching Beetleborgs eating a funny bone? Or... Oh yeah. No, this yeah. was like the the moment I could eat one. Like I would get home from school and just be like, "Oh yeah, it's time." No, so you like you're not gonna wait till Thursday. You're gonna eat it right away on Monday. No, I no, I'm not a wait and reward kind of kid. I'm like, a, oh, I have these. Let's do it right now. Got it. Um, so that's is that like kind of what draws you to the snack? Why was it the why was it the pick for this episode? Yeah, uh, this was like I mean because this was always like my favorite thing as a kid was eating funny bones, uh, and still as an adult, my favorite thing is chocolate and peanut butter together. Uh, which maybe is because of Funny Bones as a child so much. But uh, this has, like, been, you know, this is, to me, like, the ultimate snack. And uh, this is, like, my childhood snack. This or ice cream. Nice. Now, when you say chocolate and peanut butter, what are some other, like, favorite combinations? Like, are you a Reese's guy? Uh, Do you like peanut butter M&Ms? Like, what are some of your favorite, other favorite chocolate and peanut butter combos? Oh, dude, all of them. Nutrageous, I think, is the best peanut butter, is the best candy bar. Uh, peanut butter cups are great. Great. But not the big cups, because there's too much of that weird, fake candy peanut butter. Okay. I think the big cups is, like, too much of it. They get, need that good ratio. When you say uh, big yeah, cups. Yeah, the ratio is important. Do you yeah. mean, like, the the big cup? Like, yeah. Or do you mean, like, regular sized? No, like, the regular, you know, the, the, they're, they're called big cups. Oh, okay. They're fairly new, and they're, like, double wide or whatever. Yep, I know what you... Yep, got you. That's just too much peanut butter. I agree. Yeah. That seems now, like it would be not good. Now, how do you feel about, like, the holiday variants? You know, you got, like, your Christmas tree, you got your Easter egg, you got your pumpkin. Is that also too much peanut butter? No, I think the uh, the egg and the tree is pretty perfect. The yeah, The I Cadbury, agree. like, the Reese's version of the Cadbury egg, I think, is too much peanut butter. Because you got to chew okay. through it. Yeah, uh, yep. it's it's too granular, you know. Like when you can like feel like you're biting into a thing of like granulated sugar. 
Yeah, the sugar. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's bad. yeah, if it's like the the tree and the egg is good because it's more spread out. But the big cup and the egg, it's like you got to chew through a good half inch of this peanut butter. Whereas this, this funny bone, peanut butter is pretty good. It's absolutely perfect, and it's like the chocolate on the outside plus the chocolate cake, like the devil's food cake, is how they call you know on the wrapper here. It's just like so smooth. It melt, you know, absolutely melts in my mouth. Justin, did you have any before tonight? No, I don't know that I've ever had a funny bone till today. I was like. Love wow. Drake's, love snack cakes, but I, I, other than Reese's, Reese's, um, I don't eat a lot of like peanut butter. I don't love really? like I like peanut butter with peanut butter and jelly, or yeah, like occasionally I would put peanut butter on an English muffin, um, but like the peanut butter chocolate thing is usually a good combo. But it is I find peanut butter to immediately make my mouth dry, and I would rather have a froth like. Like a vanilla frosting versus a, a peanut butter frosting. Although the like I do like how they've done the. This is like a peanut butter frosting. It's not straight peanut butter in the yeah, middle it's like of this cream. cake. It's, it's kind of like a cream almost to him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which is really it's really good, but even this is like giving me that that dryness, and I'm like, oh, I wish there was like, I wish the cake was moister because the peanut butter is like so dry. It's worth it. It is good. <laughs> it's so worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I, really I, like I agree peanut. that peanut. Go ahead, John. No, pe- no, sorry. Yeah, peanut butter does the same thing to me, but like I'm peanut. I'm. It's like, I'm. It's my like number one weakness for sure. Yeah. Peanut butter in the house, like we. I think we bought like three three jars of peanut butter to like have downstairs, like during the uh, the pandemic. They're gone. You know. Wow. They're freaking gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you guys day twenty six? It's day twenty six. Yeah, oh, Christ! <laughs> wow. Uh, do you guys do you guys mess with any other nut butters? Yes, I'm a big fan of Justin's, which Justin is going to love that I say this because just like you know it's that weird thing that he has. Yeah, um, I like the Justin's packets or like the ones that they so they have like a lot of good they have good almond butters and they sort of like they'll sweeten it with vanilla or maple and different stuff like that. Um, what about yourself, Alan? I I'm, I I love pretty much any nut butter, but that the Justin's vanilla almond butter is the best. That one is so good. Yep. yep. Put a packet of that in like your oatmeal. Ooh, that's a great idea. I've not I've not done that. That's my uh, that's my most every morning is a plain oatmeal, some cinnamon, and a scoop of uh, almond butter or peanut butter. Ooh, very nice. I've never really had anything other than peanut butter, but you're really selling me right now. Oh, dude! Uh, almond, almond, yeah. uh, almond, vanilla almond butter is, is pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. They have like honey almond butter that's really good. They have cashew butter. Um, yeah, they're good. They're good. They're worth worth a try. The Sometimes pockets. they're a little bit pricier. Yeah, that's why the packets but. are nice. It's not like a big, uh, a big right. You know, not a big buy. I bought a jar and it was like eight bucks. Yeah, but you can get the packets. If you buy the packets online, you can get them for like 75 cents, like 10 of them at a time for like 75 cents each. It's a pretty good deal. They used to be great for on the go when you used to be able to leave. Yeah. (laughs) Right, but now, yeah, now you're just like eating Go-Gurts at home. It doesn't really work, you know? Yeah, I've been eating these like trail mix packets, and I feel so silly opening a packet. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. It's like make-believe at this point. So one... Sorry, going back to Funny Bones. 
Yeah. We, we have had many a snack cake on this show. Right, a lot of Drake's, a lot of Little Debbie, all that sort of stuff. Yes. So one thing that has kind of come up quite a bit when folks ha- pick these, they all, we have all said, oh, these are a lot smaller than I remember. What do you think of the size of your pack today, Alan? I think this is always how I remember Funny Bones. I do feel like some of them are smaller, but I know like like the oatmeal cream pies are smaller in the box than you get them like single. Yeah, but uh, there are two different sizes though. Yeah, right. Yeah, I do feel like Twinkies. If I get them again, I'll, I'll feel like they're smaller than I remember them. But this is like exactly how I remember these Funny Bones. I'm impressed by the size of the Funny Bone. I I feel like they are, they are the size that I remember Yodels. But when we had Yodels on the show, I recall them being much tinier than I remember. I feel like yodels are like shorter than I than I think they are. Yeah. Guys, I think it's just because we're bigger. No, no, John, don't give in to that that idea. No, I've been this size for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, somebody, so we talked about this with Cadbury eggs because it's the east. You know, we're right around Easter at this time. Easter's canceled. Yes, we. Sorry. When we Do you guys the listen Cadbury, to the darkness. Like I believe in a thing called love. Yeah, yeah. they. Yeah. I know. I. Yeah, they put out an album two months ago called "Easter Is Canceled." Oh shit! Yeah, uh, no, rock and roll must die. Is it Easter? Is it's either the song is Easter is canceled or the album's Easter is canceled? But I've been That's thinking so about funny. that so much because it's like, man. So they've been like working on this for for at least like six months. It is. It is their new yeah. album. Yeah, they, this is so. That is. This is a conspiracy. They were came out in Trump. October of 2019. It was October? Yeah. God damn. Yeah, so they're ahead of the curve. Sorry to interrupt you, Justin, but that I feel like that, that album title doesn't get enough, enough uh, love no. for how this weird is a, coincidence it this was. This is a darkness podcast now. This is... Uh... It's blown minds. <laughs> damn. Um, oh, snap. I, I did... What was I going to... Oh, Cadbury Eggs. Mo- yes. Yeah. So... So, so I don't know if you remember, but we've talked about when Cadbury eggs, we felt that they were smaller than when we recall. And Cadbury eggs has gone on record as saying, no, they're the same size. But someone was able to take a picture of different, like they had Cadbury eggs from the past and have put them next to each other, proving, in fact, they did get smaller. Hmm. Wow. Or did the camera get bigger? Oh. I don't know. You know, so these are the questions that we need, okay? These are the type of questions that keep society moving forward because it's, you know, it's not me, it's us. <laughs> and the, this isn't over as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Whether or not we're in our houses. Um, this is like, I mean, this might be... We what other peanut butter and chocolate ones we've done? Nutty bars. I really like the little Debbie nutty bars. Um, yep. But I'm trying to think. This is like this is upper echelon for me personally in terms of like a snack cake. Yeah. Um, Drake's is, Drake's are great. Little Debbie. Drake's is a little bit more local, I think, than Little Debbie. I don't have the whole box Drake's here in front of me. Drake's comes from Tennessee. McKee Foods. Oh, it is Tennessee. Interesting. Okay. Because uh, that's so where never mind from. then. I ordered directly from Drake's.com. Right, because you couldn't find yours in store. Everyone had uh, stockpiled their Drake's Funny Bones. Is that correct? Yeah. And at the time when I thought we were doing this recording last week, I was very uh, not sure that I would be able to get to grocery stores in time because 
we're trying to go very sparingly. And so I tried to yeah. go to a 7-Eleven up the street, but they didn't have them. And I just, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to order them online. Just seems like the way to go right now. Sure. Safe, smart. Good. Yeah. Keeping um, Drake's employed. You got them shipped directly from Drake's? Like you went to their website and bought them? It was great. It was a really oh. simple experience. They use Shopify. It was very delightful. I'm surprised they oh, do that. Good to know. I, yeah. It seemed like it was a new thing because I feel like I've tried to like find stuff before and like they didn't like it'd be just so great if I could just buy shit online for this podcast. Can right, because you, you always end up going through Yeah, you always end up going through like Walmart or, or Target or whatever, right? Yeah, usually yeah. you gotta like go through two or three places before I can get all the things needed. Which is fine. I'm not complaining. I'm just, it would be great if more places put their shit online to buy. Well, now I'm going to order a bunch of devil dogs. Because I've been ordering chips. I've been ordering a lot of Zaps, Voodoo chips, Evil Eye chips, and Jalapeno chips. Ooh. And, you know, I haven't ordered a lot of, I don't, I, I like, I like chips. I like to try weird flavors of things or whatever. But, um, this is like a new ball game for me. Ordering chips. And, I mean, the aforementioned peanut butter. I'm ordering peanut butter online now. I have two questions. One, about the chips. Yeah. Uh, they're shipping to you. I guess they ship to stores, but are you concerned that they're getting crushed in the mail? Well, they're not, so no, I'm not concerned. I've gotten three different shipments now, and none have been crushed. How so. are they doing that? Well, boxes it's a box-in-a-box box scenario. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Just seems I like they just rock around in the box and totally break themselves. I mean, the post office nope. is like a fairly old thing. I think they got used to shipping boxes. Hey, yeah, man, I, pretty... I ship records all day, and like they don't, they fucking manhandle them, even no matter what you put in them, and they break them. Well, chip able... people respect chips. <laughs> there it is. Well, the chip you gotta pop the bag though to really break the chips. Yeah, right. so much air in the bag. I mean, they are their own edible, like, bubble mailers. Yeah, and they do a pretty good job at shipping them, like, with that, like, like with that, like, sort of paper filling. So they're not, like, yeah, I'm not, I mean, thanks for, I'm, thanks for making me worry about something else now. You know, geez, I'm going to worry. <laughs> I'm going to worry about my next ch chip shipment, or should I say chipment? And it's just not going to. Um, yeah. My second question is to Alan. Have you ever left your funny bones in the fridge? I have and not. That's what I'm going to do now. I feel like these would be amazing coming out of the fridge cold. Okay. I'm done. I, I'm done with funny bones now. Fuck. Yeah, oh. I'm going to buy a new box. I'll ship you some, John. Oh, thanks, Alan. I'll ship you some. How about that? Sounds good, dude. Have you guys you ever heard of Pop-Tarts? Frozen Pop-Tarts? No, I like that. That sounds great. Yeah, the Pop-Tarts like suggested you did that with their ice cream sundae Pop-Tarts when they first came out. Oh. They, they would be like on the box like, hey, you ever frozen us? But it's great for almost any of them, like especially the chocolate or the s'mores ones. Frozen yep. Pop-Tart? Oh, yeah. Wow, that does hey, sound great. Can I order Pop-Tarts online? Damn, dude. I'm going to be ordering some shit online. <laughs> Then you just, like, only have to go to the grocery store for your, like, produce, and you can get in and out. Oh, dude, our, our like, shopping has been pretty shameful. It was, like, we got, like, two big things of tofu, a bunch of produce, but then, like, two half gallons of ice cream, a thing of these uh, <laughs> yeah. funny bones, three different boxes of Pop-Tarts, some chocolate. 
And he's like, we also have to make sure we're sane, you know? Yeah, I've been spending almost double what I normally spend at the grocery store of late. I want to believe it's because I'm trying to buy for two weeks at a time as opposed to one, but I feel like I'm buying sure. garbage, too. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Part of it. Part of the experience. Every morning I try to eat healthy, and by the afternoon I've given up. <laughs> Seems fair. Um, cool. So um, it sounds like these funny bones hold up. Oh, 100%. Yeah, what do you think? I, I agree. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah, definitely. All righty. And, Alan, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Um, you are... You seem like a very, very busy, creative man during this pandemic. Even, even were beforehand, right? You do a lot of, have a lot of podcasts and do a lot of creative things. Uh, I think I probably met you a few years ago doing stand up, but we sort of are in the sort of some, some of the same podcast fan groups online. I don't really yeah. know you that well, right? But yeah. um, you want to tell the world about some of your your creative endeavors so we we can check you out after after listening to the episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, uh, at the end of last year, I started my own comedy label. Uh, so you can go to deadandmellow.com and check out uh, all the artists that uh, <clears throat> that our labels put out. And uh, we've also put up my new album, I Was Supposed to Be a Genius, which is uh, streaming on Spotify and available for download and on CD on our website. And uh, uh, you can also check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash attention where right now I'm watching The Cat in the Hat every day for a year. And I believe today is day 204. So I'm so in the back wild. nine. That's and, so uh, wild, dude. I also do a free podcast on, I give, called Give Me Attention or Give Me Death that's uh, available everywhere. But, uh, yeah, it's fun. I like the – my new album came out in January. It's, uh, it's, I made it alone in a warehouse, and all the laughter is piped in after. It's all like very, oh, it's all free, um, like free sound clips I found of old audience laughter and like sitcom laughs. So it's, it's a very great. like weird experience to listen through. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad I, there was another thing where I was like, I, if I had done that now, it would have made sense to have done it. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> right. Right. Hey, yeah, now own it as now. Who's going to know? It's already been out. I'd, I'd rather be like, I did this before we uh, had to. I did this for zero yeah. reason. Because I was surprised yeah, it makes... hadn't happened yet on a comedy album, just all canned laughter. Yeah, yeah. it's a great bit. It's such a, like, and it's a, for it to be ongoing throughout the entire thing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I bomb at some, like, not all the jokes land and stuff. And do you yeah. have, like, that <laughs> yeah, is, like, that's and, great. like, booze kind of whatever? Yeah, there's a couple of booze. There's a few moments. Some of it is me, where I recorded myself yeah, nice. a few times over, and it's like, I'll ask the audience a question, and it gets like three claps. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really uh, proud of that album. That's on Spotify and everywhere else, and it's available on deadandmellow.com. Hell yeah. So yeah, check Alan out. Alan, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys um, so much for having me. This is a yeah, blast. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Sorry about yeah, the debacle with the smells and all that. Oh, you know what? Oh, jo- um, I had kind of forgotten about it, but uh, now we're back at a full-blown rage, no. so uh, you can both go to hell. There you go, and, Justin. And uh, you'll be hearing from my yeah. lawyer. Okay, uh, awesome. thanks, Alan. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. Take care. Decaf left, regular right. Decaf left, regular right. 
very challenging work. 